This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hi, everybody. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. We are continuing with our study into the Holy Spirit and the two previous episodes, I talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. (coughs) Excuse me. And this week, I am going to talk about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to start with the verse from Galatians. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. The fruit of of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then later on, St. Paul goes on to say, if we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. And so, if we look at this, we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit and then the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So if we say that we are living as Christians and we have been given the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then the fruit of the Holy Spirit is what the world sees in us because the world is looking at you. If you say you are a Christian People are looking at you to behave in a way that is Christ-like. And the fruit of the Spirit helps us to live out our life in a way that is serving God and serving Jesus and serving those around us. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it talks about this in terms of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The world can see what becomes of people who let themselves be adopted, led, and completely formed by God. The fruits of the Holy Spirit show that God really plays a role in the life of Christians. So it's that idea of God plays a role. Do you mean that you are Christian when you say you are Christian? And if you do, then people are going to see that by the fruit of your life. Basically, it's what do we show to the world around us. And so today, uh, the show is going to focus on five of the fruits of the Spirit. And the first one I'm going to look at is joy. That's a big fruit. How do we have joy? So first, a scripture verse to guide the conversation from Psalm 16, verse 11. And as always, these will be in the show notes, so you don't need to write them down at this moment. Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path to life, abounding joy in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. So who's going to show us the path to life? God. And when we follow that path, we are with him and we are able to see him and know him. And therefore, we have abounding joy in his presence. Now, 
does not mean our life is easy or that there's any trouble or problem. But what it means is that our focus is on him. And so we know that we can have the joy of believing in God and not just God like in this sort of, yeah, he's out there somewhere, but the God who is right there with us. And because of that, we can have that abounding joy. So whether or not we necessarily feel like we're happy, we can still have joy that knows that God is with us. And that's the kind of joy that we're talking about when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And obviously, today is just a quick general overview of the fruits of the Spirit. And later on, I'm going to talk about what you might consider to go more in depth in them. The next fruit is peace. And we're going to start again, John 16, verse 33. I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. In the world, you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. So again, this isn't that Diana is telling you that you're going to have peace because Diana has conquered the world. No, Jesus has conquered the world. He conquered the world by his death, by his resurrection. And because of that, we can have the peace that he gives us. And he tells us, Jesus is nothing if not honest, right? He says, in the world, you will have trouble. Can I get an amen? We have trouble. Whether it's personal, whether it's in our society, our neighborhood, the entire world, there's trouble in the world. But take courage, Jesus tells us. I have conquered the world. Jesus has conquered the world. And when our hope lies in Christ, then we can have that peace because the peace that he gives is not the peace that says there is no struggle or there is no strife, but rather the peace that comes from knowing ultimately he is in charge. We are not in charge. He is in charge. And so we can trust in that peace. Next fruit, faithfulness. Now, there's two ways to go with faithfulness, right? There's the sense of our being faithful to God, to other people, to our promises. And then how is God faithful to us? And I've chosen the latter because I think right now there's a lot of turmoil going on in the world. And I think it is helpful to remember that God is faithful to us. And if we look really in the Old Testament, the the first book that jumps out to my mind always is Exodus. We see God's faithfulness throughout the book of Exodus, but really throughout the Old Testament, it's that constant God calling to the people, the people saying yes, people wandering away, God calling them back, And so there's that constant image of faithfulness. And so in Psalm 100, verse 5, David says, Good indeed is the Lord. His mercy endures forever. His faithfulness lasts through 
every generation. His faithfulness lasts through every generation. Sometimes you might look around and think, where is God? God is with us. He is absolutely with us because he is faithful and he is merciful. And so just as the Israelites moaned in the desert and just as, you know, David did some things that he never should have done throughout in the Old Testament, he knew that God was faithful. In the book of Isaiah, in the book of Hosea, in the book of Jeremiah, in the book of Job, we look at all of those people and always being reminded that whatever has happened to them, God has stayed with them because his mercy and his faithfulness endure forever. He's not wishy-washy. He doesn't ever change his mind about whether or not he should be there for us. And that's something very important to hold on to when we are having trials and struggles. And to remember, so as God is faithful to us, then we in turn have what we need, one, to be faithful to him, and two, to be faithful in the world to those who are in our path and who are with us. So faithfulness is a huge fruit of the Holy Spirit. And then we look at generosity. You are being enriched in every way for all generosity, which through us produces thanksgiving to God. And that's from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. We are being enriched in every way for all generosity. When you give, it feels good, doesn't it? It's good because we know that our helping of others helps us. It helps us grow in trust. It helps us grow in faith. And in a sense, it helps us grow in letting go, right? How do you gain letting go, because the whole idea of letting go is to get rid of something, right? And here I'm saying that when you are generous, when you have the fruit of the spirit of generosity, when you let go and you give, then you get back so much more. And in that getting back, we are reminded again of God's faithfulness and of his generosity. You know, it's often said, and it's very true that God cannot be outdone in his generosity and that whenever we give, he gives back to us. I'm not talking dollar for dollar, okay? But I'm talking about the idea that if we give of ourselves, of our, of our money, of our presence, we're going to get that back. And so don't be stingy with what you have, or with who you are. Give to other people however you can, in whatever way is possible, and you will always be enriched through that, through that generosity. God will see that, and more importantly, others will see that you believe that it is by giving to others that you receive so much in return. 
And that helps people to see God acting in your life. Because that's really what the fruit of the spirits do, right? It's, my gosh, look, God is really present in your life, because you are living out the fruits of the spirit. Last one we're going to touch on today is kindness. And again, it's not so much about our kindness to others. But what about God's kindness to us? Sirach, chapter 51, verse 8. Then I remembered the mercies of the Lord, his acts of kindness through ages past, for he saves those who take refuge in him and rescues them from every evil. His acts of kindness through ages past. God is so kind to us. He is so generous to us, and he gives us so much. And so if God is giving us kindness, showing us kindness in how he deals with us and how he answers us in our prayers, in our life, then our response has to be to take the kindness he gives us and pass it on to others. Sometimes it's very hard to see these fruits in our own life. And so that brings me to today's Not Lukewarm Challenge. I'm going to challenge you not to look at the fruits as something you have in your life, but rather, how has God shown those fruits to you? So in other words, how has God given you or shown you joy, peace, faithfulness, generosity, and kindness. Take some time, get a blank piece of paper or in your journal, and sit down and think about the past month, the past three months, the past year, whatever you feel comfortable doing, and ask God to show you where he has given you the fruits of the Spirit so that you could be sustained in your spiritual life and in your everyday life. Because again, the fruits of the Spirit are not some vague idea. They're very tangible, extremely tangible. You can all we can all point to someone who is being kind, who's being faithful, who is full of joy, who is peaceful, who is calm, who is giving, who cares about others, who's faithful, right? So ask God to reveal to you and show you really where have those fruits been evident in your life from him. So that's the challenge. Spend 15 minutes asking God to reveal that to you. So we're going to wrap that up today. And next time, we're going to talk about patience, self-control, gentleness, and love. I always like to leave love for last, because we put love over all of the fruits of the Spirit. So until next time, I hope that you will continue to live not lukewarm. 
Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.